Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Not only am I a woman, but also a pro wrestler. Join us from beyond the revolution as we share our stories of triumph and defeat as we scratch the clog our way to the top. This is Women's Appreciation Night. Right here, only on Reality Check Radio. And hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Reality Check Radio. Of course, this is our inaugural Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night. Uh, of course, first, uh, you know, we're going to be doing this once a month here on Reality Check Radio, and we're honored to now give the spotlight to these women who were, at first, when entering the business, were looked at jokes, has looked at sex items, looked at, you know, different things except for their extraordinary ability in the ring, and now we're giving them that spotlight that they so deserve. Uh, they are getting in the WWE, they're getting in the independence, which is fantastic, they deserve it, but also we're giving them the spotlight here once a month on Reality Check Radio uh, to speak their stories and their triumphs and, and so on and so forth. But uh, guys, before I start talking about today's episode, of course, I have my great brother uh, from another mother. Uh, he loves pain, but also he is Reality Check Radio's own conscience. I'm talking about Rick Foley. How are you, Mr. Foley? Good evening, Mr. Alonzo. How are you, sir? Uh, here, here, man. Another day, another dollar. You know, living the dream, uh, constructing the Reality Check Radio Studios or slash Roman Show Studios as well. Uh, here at the construction site, uh, I know that you're over there at the studio. Thanks for checking in over there at the, the our old studio. Uh, is everything uh, being packed up over there? We're almost ready to go. Awesome. for our yeah, like, yeah. Go ahead. So we're getting ready for the plush new digs that will be Reality Check Radio Studios. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, we can never forget our own lovely cue card guy, uh, Mr. Raymond Sanchez. Thank you, Raymond, for checking in. Uh, <laughs> I swear, I love this man. He's always saving me from embarrassing myself. And, uh, guys, I know there is one voice missing, but, of course, you know, there are some times when us, we're human, so we're vulnerable to disease. Uh, she's right now a little ill, but she's still working behind the scenes. Uh, she won't be on here uh, on the show as a host, but she is behind the scenes, and she's helping us make sure we don't look dumb. <laughs> so, of course, we're talking about the lollipop queen, Christina. Uh, we do miss her, obviously, here. And, uh, and of course, we always want to make sure that she feels better. And already people are piling in, sending me messages saying, "Oh, oh, where's Christina? We want Christina. Great, fantastic. <sighs> Talking about filling an ego, Rick. Well, she's got to work it out for today, George. Make, got to make sure we look good. <laughs> Brother, we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, listen, I am amazing at what I do. 
Okay, I'm amazing at what I do. You guys are a little bit. Anyway, uh, this is Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night. This is not about me. This is not about Rick. This is about the women of our business. And I'm very honored to be welcoming two of the greatest women in this business today for our inaugural uh, episode. I'm talking about coming all the way from Japan, from the stardom promotion. Uh, I'm talking about Chelsea Diamond will be here on the show in a few minutes. And then, of course, we're also talking about the fiery... 22-year-old Kira Hogan will also be here. Uh, what a fantastic show we have lined up for these very two young ladies who's making a name for themselves all over the world. And Rick, man, let me tell you, let me ask you something. You grew up watching the business like I did, okay? And we've seen the women, you know, struggle. We've seen the women fight. We've seen the women, you know, become legit again. What is your opinion from all the years that you've watched wrestling, from all the way back then when women were wrestlers to then jokes and to wrestlers again? What do you have to say about this transition, man? Well, it's funny. I think we talked about this with one of our uh, prior guests. I don't remember which one it was, but, um, you know, you just think back to the early 80s of the Wendy Richter days with Cindy Lauper, and then it kind of morphed in the in the uh, in the Pete in the um, Attitude Era. You had the Sables of the world, where it was a lot more TNA, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really more about uh, how they looked and less about how they worked. And then it started to get a little more serious with the Trish strategies of the world. But certainly now, man, it's it's about what they can do inside of the ring, along with how good they look inside the ring. But let me just say this right now. When it comes to that era, when it came to the Trish Stratus era, there was, yes, there was still a nice handful of talent in that, you know. Don't, don't get me wrong. Trish Stratus uh, was first a fitness model turned pro wrestler, but to this day she's still given the title of one of the best women wrestlers of all time. So, right. and, and that's huge. That's gigantic because here you have someone that was a fitness model, someone who wasn't, like, trained like many people before her. And she came in, she started doing her training just like everyone else started, and, and all of a sudden they're like, holy cow, you know, she's no fitness model. She's a women's wrestler. Right. And, and same thing. You know, and then, you know, came the leaders and the Molly Hollies and, and all that stuff. But here's the thing. Back then... Okay, I'm not I'm not putting words in anyone's mouths, but let's be honest. Back then, you know, yes, the focus for the sport was on Trish Stratus, on the leaders, on the Molly Hollies, uh, on the Victorias. But then you had that swerve with the Tory Wilsons, the Stacy Keeblers, the Cats, you know, etc. That also would grab. The, the people's attention and be like, oh, my God, she's sexy. And there would go the, the value uh, of, of women's wrestling. Yeah, you're right. And like you said, it, it sort of ebbed and flowed. You know, it's had its peaks, it's had its valleys. But right now, again, just in terms of what they can do inside the ring, man, it's, 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 it's as hot as it's ever been, I think. No, yeah, now is, is literally the best time to be a women's wrestler again. You know, it now is basically they're hiring you for your talent, not for your look, but your talent, which is amazing. Okay, let, let's look down the, the, the line here. You know, you got your beauty from, of course, Alexa Bliss on SmackDown, and, and you got your experience with Mickey James. You even don't have your bikini-type body in, in Nia Jax. Now is not, is not that kind of prelude of, 
hey, I'm only going to hire you for your bikini body. Now it's kind of like, hey, I don't care what you look. I'm going to hire you because you're damn good. And, yep. and that's, I think, like, is how it should be. Yep, I agree with you 100%. So, so basically now with these two young ladies coming on our show a little later, I'm talking about Chelsea Diamond and Kira Hogan. Speaking of her, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm getting a message from Mrs. Hogan right now. Uh, pardon me, pardon the little uh, interruption here. Uh, reality check radio style, huh? Okay, done. Okay, I do apologize about that. So basically, like long story short again, you know, it it is what it is. So let me ask you something, Rick. In, during the time now, during the, the, the era that we're living in now, what do you have to say has been your favorite women's match? Well, I mean, there's obviously, uh, we can start with the simple one. You know, the uh, Charlotte, Sasha Banks dude has been spectacular. Uh, I mean, all of them right now, I, I think, really, they've been, I can't really tell you the one that hasn't been, they've all been, you know, damn good. Like, I think the Sasha Charlotte feud program was really, really good. Well, okay, and just to uh, to answer this, <laughs> because uh, our cue card guy says Nia Jax is still beautiful. Again, I never said He's that right. Nia Jax was something. not He's beautiful. right, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. I think the thing with Nia Jax is, yeah, she's a, a quote-unquote bigger girl, but I think as much as much to do with the outfit that they, that they have her in, I just think that outfit is horrible mm-hmm. for her. It doesn't accentuate her at all. She is not, by far, she is not an ugly woman at all. No, but... But, he, okay, this was the misunderstanding where a lot of people caught my comment off guard. It's not that Nia Jax is ugly, nor is she anything. It's just that would she have fit in in a time era like back then where the Tory Wilsons, the Sables, the Stacey Keeblers, and et cetera were? Well, oh, no. let's be honest. No, uh, because, uh, but, again, yeah. I think that time was more geared towards that, you know, you know but, really more. But that's what again, I'm saying. It was more, you know, how, how skimpy of a bikini could we get them into, you know? Yeah, no, but that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say, Rick. Now it's like literally, yeah, now it's completely a whole different story. Now it's, hey, we're not just hiring you because of your looks. Again, I never said that anyone was ugly on the roster. I'm just saying that they're not hiring you only for that now. They're hiring you because you're good. Right, well, we could also kind of use that with the men, too. I mean, there was a time, and we've had this discussion with a lot of our guys who are the the cruiserweight types. There was a time there where if you were under six feet tall, you could forget about it. I mean, you were you were not gonna. There were very very few guys under six feet tall. Yeah. So basically, like, I just want to make that point very very clear. It's not the fact that I'm calling Nia Jax ugly. She, she's a very beautiful woman. As a matter of fact, she used to be a model with the, the photos floating around. But, yep. you know, I'm not saying that she's ugly. She's extremely beautiful. Let me just tell you something. When they focus on her and her face during her entrance, I'm like, holy cow. Like, remember those vignettes that they actually had for her on, on NXT, Rick? Yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah. Man, she's a very pretty girl. I, I, like I, I, said, I just be... think, you know, I just think that outfit, and that maybe that's purposely done, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I get you. I know that you're not purposely saying, no, she's an ugly girl. I, get, I know exactly where you're coming from. I do. No, you are not sorry, Raymond. 
you're suspended. Go sit in your corner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> uh, God, I'm going to get a lashing from Christina for this one. But, <laughs> uh, but guys, it, it, again, Nia Jax, again, one of the best big girls in the business right now. You cannot take that away from her. On top of that, she's the cousin of The Rock, so she does have the bloodline of greatness in her. So there's nothing that you could take away from that woman. You know, and then, of course, uh, going back to the subject at hand that we were just talking about, about, like, the best women's match, uh, you know, as far as in this era. To me, I'm sorry, Rick, I have to take this away from you and that trophy, but I have to say the best women's match of all time during this era has to be Bailey and Sasha Banks, the 30-minute the Iron Man match from NXT TakeOver. Oh, no doubt about it. Yep, I agree with you there, 100%. To me, that was the best. Like, that proved to the world, to the freaking world, that women can just build enough emotion as much as the men can. Yep, I agree. In my opinion. That legitimized, wow, is that such a word? That that put them in a, a legit tower, like in, in, right up there, saying, hey, if you could do it, I could do it. And they brought pure emotion. And I was, bro, and if you don't believe me, I know, don't, don't go crazy on me on this. I know this is a shoe-in, but if you don't believe me, go freaking take a look at the, the video where Bailey's number one fan was crying, like, hysterically there. Oh, no, I know. So, no, you're absolutely right. That, that was incredible. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, and you see, Raymond is on that same boat saying, uh, you know, that match was amazing. Uh, a lot of people are now saying that match was amazing. So, and listen, I cannot wait to see Bailey versus Charlotte at the uh, the Alamo Dome uh, coming up this coming Sunday at the Royal Rumble. Because let me just tell you this right now. That's going to be possibly the second biggest arena that Charlotte has ever worked in. The first being, of course, when she got in that three-way dance uh, last year in WrestleMania. So I cannot wait to see them pull off history at the Royal Rumble this coming Sunday. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put you on the spot, Rick. Who do you think is going to win this coming Sunday, Charlotte or Bailey? Well, you've got the uh, – that's a tough one. You've got this whole notion now that Charlotte is sort of the uh, women's version of The Undertaker undefeated at uh, in pay-per-views but I'm going to I'm going to say they're going to give their I think Bailey's going to come out with this one. So you're going for Bailey. Okay. I'm going to say Bailey wins here. Uh well Raymond is actually saying does she finally lose a pay-per-view match? That That's that goes exactly off right. to what you're saying and and your pick is of course Bailey. So right now you're thinking that finally she's going to lose a pay-per-view match. Me I personally. Think that's where they're going to go. Yes, I do. You know, I honestly, I, I have to take this away from you, Rick, that I don't think they're going to give, you know, her first loss at a Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Yes, granted, Royal Rumble is one of the biggest events of the year. And on top of that, it's in one of the biggest arenas. They haven't had a, you know, a moment in that same arena since, you know, Sid went up against uh, Shawn Michaels in the Alamo Dome at the Royal Rumble, by coincidence. But I don't think they're going to, you know, use this pay-per-view as the, uh, the, the opportunity to make a moment. I think they're going to wait on that moment for WrestleMania 
in my in, in Orlando, in my opinion. So I feel like Charlotte is going to walk away as the winner in this one. Wouldn't surprise me either way, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, because she's the goddess of freaking uh, uh, <laughs> of freaking pay-per-views. Come on now. I don't know. I just I just feel like you know we we obviously don't know how over Bailey is, and what would that be like? You know, what would that reaction be if Bailey defeats Charlotte at the Royal Rumble for first pay-per-view loss? Yeah. Now I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of talk about this, by the way, Lorraine's on your side, Christina's on mine, she thinks that Charlotte's going to win to build up the story with Charlotte never losing a pay-per-view and Bayley being the scrappy underdog, uh, so basically, you know, me and Christina are on the same boat, Lorraine and, and Raymond are on your side here, Rick, now, now let me discuss this, because Raymond brings up a very good thing about a three-way at Mania, apparently, apparently, the rumored matches for women's in WrestleMania, it's going to be Bailey versus Charlotte. It's going to be Sasha Banks versus uh, Stephanie McMahon, and then a multiple women's match from SmackDown. Which I'm saying this right now. I feel like it's going to be, and if it's a three-way, let's say if there's multiple, it, it could be four, five, six, ten. It, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But a multiple could also be a three-way. So, I think if there's a three-way dance at Mania for women, it'll be between, of course, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and of course uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah, I if can they that. do a three-way. Yeah, I can see that. Because I would also uh, can also you can also rule out maybe uh, Nikki Bella versus Carmella versus Natty. That's also a possibility. Yeah, but it, but also like going back to the point at hand, they said multiple, so it could even be a six women's match, a scramble of sorts, with all sure, of them yeah. all in one match. So there's all kinds of possibilities there. They can go uh, many different ways. Yep. So I'm definitely seeing three women's matches coming up that this WrestleMania, and I have to say, Rick, we are so very lucky to be there because I feel like this WrestleMania is the most star-studded. WrestleMania I've ever been to. I think it's going to be as good as we've seen in, in in a couple of years at least. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like we're literally. Do you, do you know what it is, Rick? That we're finally going into a pay per view saying we don't know who's going to win. <laughs> About it, time. It's, it feels so good. It does. It, it, it like it makes you wonder because now with. Every, like when I remember when everyone uh, heard the oh Bill Goldberg entering the Rumble and Brock Lesnar, where everyone's like ah, oh, they're gonna give the the win to one of them. Hell, the rumors are continuing to be very, 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 very strong that Kenny Omega is gonna be in this Royal Rumble. I mean, very, very strong. Yeah. Well, mind you, that you know that the 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 chances have gone up, way up for Samoa Joe. Yep. Yeah, because he's been off. Awesome. So for a while. Yep. Yep. And everyone's still saying Kenny Omega will make his appearance at the Royal Rumble and and so on and so forth. This is, to be honest with you, one of the most exciting Royal Rumbles I've ever seen. Now, God hoping <laughs> WWE doesn't drop the ball on this and gives us like, oh my God, it's a baseball player coming down for the Royal Rumble. I'm like, oh God, really? <laughs> You could have given us the broken hearties for all I care. Come on, not the baseball player. Listen, 
I'm going to be very disappointed if we get Shaq. We're going to get Shaq. I'm just saying this right. Huh? Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. Christina says uh, Kenny has been recently signing autographs with the number 30. And if he's not, he he is the biggest internet troll ever. And I don't think my weak heart can take it. <laughs> oh, I love Christina. I love her being behind the scenes. But yeah, I think, think the <laughs> things I'm looking forward to, I can tell you that, would be the, the Miz coming out to Daniel Bryan's music. Ty Dillinger coming out at number... And now this thing with Kenny Omega signing uh, Sturdy, I think those are three pretty intriguing uh, things to watch out for. Yep. And and Raymond's now messing with me saying that's going to be Tito Ortiz that's going to come out and during the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, God, please no. <laughs> so... Listen, as long as it's not some random person that we don't need to see at the Rumble, I'll be happy. You know, shoot, I'll be happy with some guy from the 1980s from the WWE. I'll be happy with Bob Backlund. But don't give me a sports guy because we're already... Huh? How about Savio Vega? I'll, I'll, shoot, I'll take a Savio Vega any day. But just don't, don't give me... Huh? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, they've done that in the past where... Someone's come in for like, I don't know, 30 seconds maybe. The Godfather yeah. a couple years ago, he was out faster than yep. he got in. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, don't give me Shaq. We're already going to see him at WrestleMania. I don't need to see him again. Yeah, I don't one, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Shaq at the Royal Rumble would be, I think to me, would be a waste. Yeah, so I, like, for sure, we probably will see the big show. Yes. You know, that I'm already putting down. We, I'm most, we are most likely will see the return of the Big Show at the Royal Rumble. So, but again, time will tell. So, guys, now it's time to reach out to our first guest. Are you ready for this, Rick? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> oh, uh, Christina says she would like to see Larry Sabisco uh, in the, yeah, the Royal Rumble. That that why, would not be not? bad. Not at all. Listen, I can't. And, guys, I have a huge announcement when it comes to next week's episode. So if you really want to hear this announcement, I really suggest you wait to at least after this interview because you are going to be ecstatic of what next week's episode is going to be. So, guys, let's go ahead and reach out to Miss Chelsea Diamond. Whew, talking for a long time really takes a toll on you. Whew. Reaching out to Mrs. Diamond. Do, 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 Hello? Do, do, do. Hello, Miss Chelsea Diamond. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good, good. This is of George. Uh, not to, we're not telemarketers, I promise. This is George from Reality <laughs> Check Radio. <laughs> Your yes, old hi. home has called you back. I One know. of the places where you started. How, how are you? Um, I have to apologize because I'm like a little bit sick, so my nose is like kind of congested, so I might funny. <laughs> Man, everyone is getting sick. One of our co-hosts just had to call out because she's getting sick too. Well, what's going on here? Really? Are we Yeah, so Damn, my nose is like darn all like Trump. nasty up in there. <laughs> darn yeah, Donald <probably>. Trump. <laughs> make 
make uh, America great again, probably make America sick again. Anyway, uh, no, I'm just messing for all you political supporters. Anyway, so basically, Chelsea, thank you very much for taking your time to join us here tonight. I really do appreciate it, sick and all. Um, and, and basically, we're... We're going to be digging into uh, Chelsea Diamond's, uh, you know, career, and we're very happy to have you, but we're going to do a new thing, and I want my co-host here to basically take the lead. So, so Rick, the, the micro- microphone is all yours. Good evening, Chelsea. Thanks for joining us, even under the weather. I appreciate that. Hi, Rick. <laughs> so, my first question, I got to see for the very first time uh, back in January 7th at the Platinum Pro event, uh, I was... Really, really impressed. In fact, I talked to George about this off the air. Uh, outside of Angel Rose, who's sort of our personal favorite here at Rally Check Radio, I really thought that the belt uh, should have been around your waist, but I'm sure there's a myriad of reasons why it didn't happen. So with that in mind, oh, yeah. my first question to you is, uh, yeah. for those who have never seen Chelsea Diamond before, give us a little background about uh, your time in the business, how did it start, who trained you, all that good stuff. All right, a little background. Okay, so that's like, that's a big question. So, <laughs> um, I started out in uh, in Tampa. Um, I found a school um, here that trains women for free. So, and I also knew that Tampa was like the wrestling capital of the world. So that's kind of where I wanted to like get my start. So that's where I started out, and um, I was trained like a style by Frank Reyes and. All those guys, and then um, after Japan, I was trained by this um, one of the girls. Her name's Io Shirai. Um, she trained me over there. So I just been kind of like bopping around back and forth between uh, Florida and Japan. So do you remember well when when was your exact debut, and do you remember who was that you wrestled against in your very first match? Um. Yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> Um, it was actually a, like a battle royal, but um, <laughs> it was just like all the local chicks. It was like this chick Ferrari, um, um, Maria, who is no longer wrestling, um, Solo, and you know I can't even remember. But it was just like a, it was just like a battle royal thing. Legend <laughs> Solo. Uh, can you give us some of the names of the people that you wrestled that we rec- would recognize? I think you wrestled Santana Garrett recently, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you mean? Oh, yeah, wait. You mean like recently? Yeah, anybody that we would recognize, and then that we would know that you wrestled. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> let me think. Uh, you know what? Oh my gosh, that's like I can't remember these girls' names. <laughs> um, I just did. So, oh, darling, well, we know her. Obviously. Who? So, well, darling, you, missed, you, met, you mentioned that name. That's the name we recognize. Uh, anybody, uh, anybody along those lines? Well, down here you met, you wrestled Angel Rose. Or did you? Um, you yeah. Um, right? I think her name was, like, Christy. Or, um, I know I know her real name, but I can't think of, like, her, her like, wrestling name. Her oh, name can we move to another question? <laughs> sure, of course. No problem. No problem. I'm just, like, horrible so, with names. That's okay. That's fine. So, um, talk about the wrestlers that you grew up watching when you were a kid, and who inspired you? Who inspired me? Um, my inspiration is Molly Holly. I also like Wendy Richter a lot, and Leilani Kai. Hmm. Okay, now I know that hmm. uh, I've read an interview that you gave a while back, and it said that Leilani Kai was actually 
uh, a dream opponent for you. So besides Leilani Kai, is there anybody that you've wrestled that you were like, wow, that's pretty cool that I got to wrestle her? Um, yeah, there was like a ton of those moments in Japan, but if I throw names out there, like there's no way you guys would recognize them. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I, not like having a match with, but while I was over there, um, Medusa was like helping me out right. a lot. And she's like, like awesome. So that was like, that was great. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, we know that wrestling for the most part is male dominated. Um, but as you travel around, do you like the do you like the mixed cards? Is that something that uh, or or would you prefer more like a, in a women's division type? What what how do you prefer that in terms of? Um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't really have like an answer to that. I guess I prefer women's division, but I mean I've wrestled guys like pretty frequently. But I think I don't know. I think it's like you know you can't really like compete with the with, like, the higher-up dudes when you're a girl, so it's, like, better to have it just a women's division. Right. Have you worked any any all-women's shows at all? Have I watched any? Have you worked any? No, worked any. Oh, I just did Shine. Cool. Very cool. Now, how about you describe your, your in-ring style? Uh, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely changed a lot. <laughs> Um, it used to be super, like, old-school, mat-based, like, super, super old-school, like, a lot of, like, wrestling holds in the psychology and that kind of stuff, but um, recently it's, like, changed a lot, so I still kind of try to incorporate that, but now I'm doing, like, um, hmm, man, I don't know how I would describe it, like, I guess a little bit, like, Japanese style, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I said, we got like, to you, uh... like, Applied them and you and it was fantastic. You were you were great. Um, are you wrestling these days more as a heel or a babyface? And is there one that you prefer, one over the other? Um, I prefer heel, but definitely, definitely babyface is like that's what everybody's pushing me as. <laughs> right, right. And my final question yeah. before I give it back to George: What's the biggest lesson that you've learned so far as you've wrestled? The biggest lesson I've learned. Um. Like, it takes time, and, like, especially when I was first starting out, I was, like, in such a rush to, like, be the best, but it it takes a long time to get really good. So, I would, any, I like, that's what I like to uh, I'm sorry, any aspirations of uh, WWE, uh, that type of a deal? Would that be something you'd be interested in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, and that's actually the reason I started out, because I want to be in WWE, but, um... And I, I tell this to, like, a lot of the, the younger girls now. Like, I, I tell them all the time, like, just it's, it just takes time, you know, because cause when everybody's starting out, like, they want to be the best. And so they get, like, really down about themselves and, like, their wrestling and all that stuff. And it's, like, such a tough business. So, yeah, um, definitely, like, just, just like, wait. <laughs> wait till your time. Are you going to be so back on the, uh, on the next Platinum Pro card down here, or are you, are you not on that one? On the next what? Oh, pro- Platinum Pro. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I believe it's in really? February. Yes, yep. 17th, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm on there. Oh, cool. That's Those are my questions. Uh, I appreciate your time, and I'm going to let uh, George take it from here. Okay, thank you so much. 
Well, thank you. Oh, this is this is going to be fun because I haven't again we haven't spoken in a long time over radio at least uh, for many many years, Chelsea. Many many years. Speaking of, you have so, like such a good radio voice. Thank you. <laughs> like both of you guys God, do. I, I, I so need to go into like uh, well, maybe you, I'll, yeah, I'll get lucky when maybe one day I'll get lucky with uh, with that a hey, call into reality check radio ladies I I got some tricks for you. no I'm just kidding uh, yeah reality for check real radio though turns, <laughs> reality check radio turns into your love hotline anyway so <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> Rick we should put that into work Christina get get to working on those papers anyway um. No, so on a serious note, Chelsea, you started at a very, very young age. Uh, you know, I got to meet you during that very young age while you were growing into the business. You know, I know you took it serious now, but basically, I, and you were taking it very serious back then, but you were also having fun then comparing to be a professional now and, and so on and so forth. How, like... How did you were you convinced to be like this young lady in your very early teens to say, "Hey, I'm going to be a wrestler. I got to do this. I got to do that." While, and let's admit, you know, during that age, majority of people are like, "Hey, I want to go partying. I want to go clubbing. I want to go drinking. I want to do this. I want to do that." How was the peer pressure during that time? You know what? That's like such a good question, and I wonder the same about everybody else. But um. Like when I when I moved when I first started training, it was like six days a week, like for hours at a at a time, um, and it was like it was so stressful sometimes. Like I would cry at least once a week, but um, all my other friends, like I never I hadn't I, I've never been to college yet, so all my other friends they were like all going off to college and like partying and doing all this stuff. So I did, I did that too actually. I took like a month off, and me and my friend Maria went down to Key West, and we just like. We just, like, partied every day for, like, a month straight. So I I told myself after that, I was like, you know what, I'm kind of, like, done partying. Like, I'm over that now. But then I just got back from Philly. Um, I was there for, like, one of my friend's birthdays, and we, like, mm-hmm. just went hard. So the party's definitely not over yet. But it's, just, it's, like, just like everything in life. Like, you just have to find balance, you know what I mean? So And obviously it was a struggle because, again, like we were just discussing, you started at a very, very young age. And on top of that, uh, you know, let's be honest with you and I, like your, your career didn't just skyrocket immediately. You did have to pay your dues. You did have to do a couple shows. You know, for instance, you, you wrestled at a couple super cons, dressed up as Power Rangers and stuff. Uh, okay. Do you feel like all that, you know, all those little – you know, things building into your career helped it, or did you feel like it kind yeah, of like definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely 100%. Like like I said, like when I first got into the business, I was like, all right, like I don't have time for like this. I don't have time for this stuff. Like I want to go straight to like the big show. But then um, yeah. just like it doesn't work like that. You know, you have to like work and work and work and work and work. And it just seems like it takes forever, and it's so depressing sometimes. But then, like, through the whole process, like, so I've changed so much. Like, my life has changed so much. Like, it's crazy. And I'm so glad I stayed in it. You know what I mean? I'm so glad I didn't give up. Well, and I'm glad that you didn't give up either because I still remember to this day uh, where I think it was uh, the day after you broke one of your fingers. Uh, at the con wrestling, 
I think, mm-hmm. or was it before? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember one of the two. But you were. We were sitting and we were having coffee, and you were telling me how you're like, oh my God, I don't know. Uh, so many people talk so much things about me, and and blah blah blah. And I kept on telling you, don't give up, don't give up. And, and I'm glad that you didn't give up. I really am. I like not saying that me I too. was the reason you didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, I'm one. <laughs> Uh, I was one of your supporting <laughs> factors out of many. So, yeah, thank you so much for, like, all the support, too. No, my pleasure, my pleasure. So, you know, in that case, let me ask you something. Like, what do you feel like you've learned the most in and out of the ring, like both in, in that case while now, now that we're on that topic? Mm. Wow, I've learned, I've learned a lot of things. Like, probably, and, like, going back to what I said before, like, yeah. Even when I was 18, I thought I was, like, totally, like, that's when I started in the business, right? I was 18. Even back then, I thought I was, like, totally, I knew, like, everything that there was to know about, like, life and, like, you know, like, I thought I was done growing as a person and all that, but, like, no. Like, I, and I still feel like I'm not even done, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I think um, <laughs> the biggest lesson is just, like, just, like, live life in the moment and, like, stop worrying about the future and, like, what's going to happen and stop worrying about, um, like, who you are as a person or whatever. Because, like, just everything, like, just just go with the flow, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, yeah, and that's how it should be lived because you're never promised tomorrow, so you live the most you can out of today. So, so basically, yeah, I have to agree with you 100% on that. Uh, but Chelsea, let me just say this for 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 on record though, because here you again going back to how you were building your career, going through cons, going through like little independent shows here and there, uh, whether it be in state or out of state. All of a sudden, you get this call about being booked in Japan, working for the Stardom promotion and working with so yeah. many great names, including the Io Shirai, which is one of the biggest names in Japan right now, female-wise. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know we discussed this on video uh, when we did that interview at Platinum Pro, but in case no one was able to watch it, you know, and we're going to bring it over to radio, tell us about that experience. How did you feel when you got that call saying, hey, Chelsea, how do you feel about, you know, wrestling in Japan? How, how did you feel? You know what? Okay, so it's funny because I, I, for a while, I had known that it was, like, going to happen. Like, I knew I was going to get there. Like, you know, I had I had the connections. I had everything. But it took so long. Like, the whole process took so long that I was just kind of, like, when it finally, like, I got my, I had my plane ticket in my hand. When that happened, I was like, okay. But then it was, like, it was such a long process that it wasn't just, like, one big shock. You know what I mean? It was, like... It was like, okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, no, finally, I'm going. I was like, finally. No, and kind of was kind of like a rebirth in, in a way for your Chelsea Diamond gimmick or persona or how, whatever you – even either way, Chelsea Diamond is you technically. I, I know you in and out of the ring. You're, you're still the same uh-huh. bubbly person. <laughs> so, but basically, uh, Chelsea, in that case, that kind of like it was a reinvent uh, of your career uh, from here in the Florida or the United States to over there in Japan. Like you completely changed from your in-ring style to your, even your look. So tell us about the transformation of uh, of Chelsea Diamond. Like, how did you how did you go through the transformation? Okay. Um, well, first of all, when I went to Japan, I dropped the diamond. 
and I never liked Simon. It was like my trainers and like some guys at the school, like they gave me that name and they gave me the character, and I never liked it, but it just stuck. So I'm like, so finally when I got away from all that, I'm like, okay, let me like change this. So then I just totally cut out the diamond. I was just healthy. And it was really, it was really like easy for the Japanese fans to like just say like healthy, like and they don't have to say the whole thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, that and also like um, when I was training before, like my trainer and everyone was like everyone was very old school, like so I kind of like just wore like usually like a singlet or something like that, like you know just like yeah. something like that, and um, you know just kind of modest, but then like. When I went there, I'm like, okay, like let's, like let's like do something about this. So then um, I, I like got some really really tiny like little booty shorts, and so then I just like wrestled in these little shorts. So I I cut out the diamond. I got my little booty shorts, um, and then like just like everything about my costume just changed. Actually, like a whole lot of things, especially by the end of my last tour. Like I was, I had a really really good look especially for like my big shows like I have I had a whole bunch of different ring gear like I've been something different all the time but like the big shows like at Clarkson Hall that was still raised like over a thousand people at the shows then I would like go out mm-hmm. and I like full look you know that was kind of like Wrestlemania so I'd come out and like all the all the stuff you know <laughs> so yeah definitely <laughs> things have like changed so I mean I just recently saw a photo of like when of like something that I wore in my first match so I'm like oh my god <laughs> But then it's like, I'm not embarrassed of it. I'm like, okay, like, look at look at the change, you know? <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. And, and, and let me just say for the record, Chelsea, uh, you know, this comes as a fan and a journalist at both at the same time. So I'm going to transform this for a que- as a question for journalist reasons. But I'm also going to tell you as a friend of yours, when I saw that picture of you holding a stardom championship, I think it was one of the uh, tag team titles that you held over there. Yeah. Um, I was like, wait, 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 wait. My friend Chelsea won a title in Japan. That is literally insane, like a kind right? of like a sta- <laughs> No, it's like a staple in anyone's career. <laughs> like people have fought so many years to win a championship in Japan. Like, don't get me wrong. People still fight for like you for a WWE championship, but some people like fight. As again, just as long for a title in Japan. So, as a friend, I want to tell you huge congratulations on that. But second of all, second of all, (laughs) how did that feel on you? Like, did you feel like a moment of success after you were saying, "Oh my God, I won gold in like (laughs) in a mecca country of"? Huh? Yeah. Okay. So funny story, actually. First of all, like, yeah, that's insanely incredible. Also, like, everything that happened over there, I was, like, totally in shock the whole time. Like, I was I, I was just, like, it was, like, a dream. So it was, like, hard to let it sink in a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But that, the, that match where I won that championship, I, like, okay, so let me just say this. When I was there... Like, only one chick spoke English, and we didn't really talk that much. So I just had to, like, kind of get by, like, you know, barely being able to communicate. So I didn't even know yeah. that I was going to, like, win a belt. <laughs> I didn't even know <laughs> until, like, the dude came into, like, the ring. Um, like, the the owner, the, the, the CEO, whatever, the Vince McMahon dude, 
came into the ring and, like, hit after the match and, like, handed me it. And, like, in that moment, I was totally like, wait, what? <laughs> like, that's such a... But, like, that was my whole time over there. Like, I never knew what was going on, ever. It was just, like, so crazy. No, and to be honest with you, now that you tell me that story, thank God, because I, I was there watching the match uh, on so, on social media or YouTube and, and all that stuff where you could catch some stardom uh, as long as you subscribe to their channel, uh, where you win the title, and I see your face, you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> what what's going on? Yeah, that and was real. That was a shoot. <laughs> that was a shoot. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because, no, I yeah. see it in your face, and I'm there saying, yep, that's my bubbly friend. That's my bubbly friend. They're just acting all girly-girly <laughs> like like how she always does. And, no, now you tell me it's a shoot. So, oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> that, that's freaking <laughs> That's freaking hysterical. Now, freaking, now, would you ever go back to Japan, or is there any plans on going back to Japan, Chelsea? So, okay, so, first of all, the total amount of time I spent there was nine months. Like, that's a long time. And the first six months felt like, it felt like over here. Like, it felt like I was there forever. Like, it felt like eternity. And then my last tour... It was three months, and it felt like I was there a long time, but it was great. Like, my last year was awesome. So, um, I do want to go back, and I have had the offer. Um, however, I'm not 100% sure right now, because I'm also planning, um, a, this is going to sound like crazy, but I'm planning a bike tour over the summer, so I don't know how it's hmm. going to work out, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, best of luck to you on that project. But no, on a serious note, like I'm just only asking because I know again, stardom is a huge thing over there in Japan, and uh, yeah. and of course now you're making your rounds here in the United States uh, again now that you're back. So you know it, it's good to have you back in the states where we get to you know cheer for you in person instead of over a computer screen or a TV. But, but you know, it, it's good to have you back. Now, yeah. my last question for you, Chelsea, is this. Obviously, everyone has your same goals. You reach the goals, you know, or half of them, because I know your other half is for WWE. But you reached at least half the goals of many, many women here in the, in the business. And, of course, some of those women say, I want to one day work for Mexico or work for Japan or work for this. Yeah. How did how, – what kind of advice – for the young ladies in this business, can you tell them of how to get to those places? Ooh, that's like a that's like a hard question because it's different for everyone. I feel like I feel like everybody is like kind of carved their own path. You know what I mean? But yeah. I would just say like even if it feels like it's taken forever, and even if it feels like you're not really doing as good as you can, like just keep keep doing it, you know what I mean, because you never know, like, just just keep going, like, don't give up, oh my god, that sounds so cheesy, I'm not like that at all, but like, <laughs> don't give up, ah, uh, come on, you're bubbly, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I usually am, like, so good, but I'm like, oh, I'm like, so sick right now, I had to work all day, yeah, I, I, I know, I interrupted you for that, <laughs> but I actually have a question here, from a, a fan here, she wants to know uh, what. Okay, she says, "What is uh, your ultimate goal in wrestling?" 
And what and what is her what is your like high goal? What, what do you want to achieve in your career? So basically, she wants to know what's your highest goal for your career right now. My highest goal in my career is to be the WWE Women's Champion, but I also want to like do some some like crazy kind of like historical things in WWE too. You know, like not just like go in there and like wrestle the champion, but I want to like make history. Wow, okay. And your opinion <laughs> on the 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 st- well, yeah. <laughs> is, is it if like how the 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 men always say in this business, if you're not here to try to at least make it to one of the big 3, then you shouldn't be in it at all. You know, at least that's what some of the I guys say. I, I don't know what you women I say. I agree with that, but like not a lot of people like even make it. So I feel like it's okay though, you know, it's like it's just your hobby. Because I know some people who travel around and they don't even get paid, so it's like, that's what you love doing, man. And you like, as long as you're like, okay, then do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so then it's, my it's last Well, basically, my final question now, now that we opened up the floodgates to WWE, Chelsea, you grew up watching the WWE product, uh, you know, and change. What, what's your opinion on the state of women's wrestling now as a whole? Not just WWE, but as a whole. Uh, I, feel, I feel like it's good. I feel like it's good and it's going to get better. Awesome. Yeah, I I really do. Yeah. Especially especially with this rumored tournament that's coming. You, you, do you have your eyes on that, Chelsea? Um, I'm actually, like, not... Even sure like really what that is. I heard about it, but I'm I don't know like all the details. Well, apparently they're they're working out a 16 women's tournament, uh, just like they did 16? with the cruiserweight classic. Yep. Wow. So that would be really really interesting. Is that gonna be like like where are they gonna play that? Yeah, apparently uh, Heidi Lovelace is one of the one of the contestants in it. Kimberly, the princess of the Palm Strike. Uh, you know, apparently they're they're bringing in some people from uh, the United Kingdom. I've heard even Io Shirai, uh, one of your rivals over there in Japan, has been contacted. So it, it's it, it's going to be a big thing. So maybe try to see if you could where's look it, into it. Where are they going to air it? On the WWE Network. I need a royalty check for that for that WWE. <laughs> so <laughs> the the only thing I'm missing is. Sign up now to get your free month and only for nine ninety nine. I need a royalty <laughs> check, WWE. Come on, that was, that <laughs> I know you really got it. With your radio voice. <laughs> God, I try. So Chelsea, before we do let you go, let me go ahead and do your plugs. How can fans follow you on social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram? I know that's a thing now. Facebook? Do you have a fan page? Uh, how can bookers get a hold of you for any booking inquiries? And where can the fans catch you next live? Wow. Um, so I'm actually not really, like, on social media. I really don't have, like, a lot on there. I guess maybe if you want to, like, see what I've done, like, then go to Twitter. My my Twitter's at Stardom Chelsea. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, like, I'm the worst when it comes to social media, so <laughs> sorry about that. Um, no, and then right. I, I'm not sure when my next show is. I have to look at my calendar. <laughs> I'm not really sure, <laughs> but um, I guess 
wait, what's today's? Um, today's the twenty third. Look. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, ah, well, no worries. But Chelsea, thank you so very much for joining us here tonight. I appreciate your time, and and especially because you're sick. So I appreciate your time to still come on and talk to us, and and we hope to have you I again in the future. I appreciate you like wanting me to be on your show. Seriously, thank you guys so much. It was like it was a lot of fun. I haven't like done something like this in a while. Well, welcome back home because I, this was one of your original homes when you first started the business. So thank yeah. you very much, okay? All right. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. You too, Chelsea. Good night. All right. Bye. All right. That was Miss Chelsea Diamond from Stardom Japan. <sighs> what a bubbly young lady she is, huh, Rick? I tell you, man, I, like I told her, the first time I ever really saw her wrestle was at Platinum Pro, and um, I think we had this discussion uh, outside of Angel Rose, who's our favorite. I really thought mm-hmm. the strap needed to be on her. Nothing against the girl that ultimately won it, but I just I was really, really impressed with her overall. You know, now that you mention Angel Rose, and I'm going to throw this out of the limb. I'm not trying to say we're picking favorites here as far as Angel Rose is, you know, our number one priority here on the show, but I would love to see Angel Rose versus our upcoming guest here, Kira Hogan. That would be literally a dream match beyond dream matches. Sounds good because, to me. I'm sure we can make that happen. We can make that happen, as you know. Oh, we've got uh, oh, yeah, we recently, so why not? <laughs> well, Rick, not us, you. <laughs> You're our talent. Oh, well, no, I don't and, want to you know, take credit for that. If, it, if, that, no, if this person wasn't on the show to begin with, it wouldn't have happened. So, yes, we all we all played a part in it. Well, okay, fine. But, you know, the whole point is is that re- we have proven that Reality Check Radio works. And, by the way, we have gotten bookings for Justin Overstreet. We've gotten bookings for Aldo Rose. We have gotten bookings of who else have we helped on the show, uh, Rick? Uh, Aldo, Oxford Justin Haney. Overstreet. Octaney, Zane Stevens. So yep. yeah, we're so, uh, we're we're gonna do everything that we can. If they say that it's for the fans, we're seeing that's that is the case so far. So if you have anybody out there, you the listener, put it out there. They, they listen. Yep. Yep. And guys, here's the major announcement that I had for next week's episode. Guys, we are gonna be entering a very very emotional episode next week. Rhodes. Ve- yep, you said it. It's going to be extremely Rhodes, emotional. Uh, yep. Huh? It's going to be extremely Rhodes, emotional because it's not even a show where we're going to plug. It's not even a show where we're going to joke. It's not even a show where nothing. It's going to be a show dedicated to the life of a man we all grew up watching on our television screens or even watching live when we were young kids or even now. He has done so much for the business, and we're going to have a, a roundtable discussion next week with three guests, three legendary guests, former NWA owner Howard Brody, NWA referee Bruce Owens, and, of course, 
Mr. Paul Jones, who was a very close man, very, very close friend to this guy who we're paying tribute to. I am talking about no one else but the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Make sure you tune in to next week's Dusty Rhodes tribute episode here on Reality Check Radio as you will find out stories, behind-the-scenes stories, of the man we all grew up and idolized in the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Now, question before we start talking about our next guest, Rick. What, what's your most found story of Dusty? Oh, my God. That, that's, that's impossible to, uh, to answer. I guess just, just the promos. I mean, the promos were gold. Here's a guy that didn't really have the prototypical wrestler body. That's being kind. But he was just magic. Everything that he touched was magic. Uh, he just had he was just he was just had a way of captivating people. There are very few guys in this business that that have that ability. The Rock Rock certainly had it, uh, but there's really mm-hmm. few guys and just come in a ring and just they could just command that ring like like he like he did. Yep, and no one will ever be able to take that away from the good old Dusty. Uh, you know, and it's going to be one hell of an episode, man. Like, I highly suggest for everyone to tune into that one because it's going to be one of those episodes that you definitely do not want to miss just for the fact that you're going to hear stories that you've never heard before. You know, it's going to be phenomenal. It it really is. I cannot wait to hear it. Before we get to our next guest, we went to a uh, fundraiser in Tampa about a year, a year ago, maybe two years ago. The, the fact was that Dusty Rhodes passed away. Uh, a lot of the guys were, a lot of the old school guys and some of the young guys were there. As it was, Ric Flair uh, showed up the following day, and you could see the tears in his eyes. You could see how emotional he was. Even though they had some of the most legendary feuds probably of all time, you could see the genuine love that he had for Dusty and how, how it hurt him that Dusty had passed away. It was really, really impressive to see. Well, guys, again, that will be our show next week, a tribute to the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, right here on Reality Check Radio. And I cannot wait to be paying tribute with such a great, great amount of people on this show, like the Bruce Owens, like the, uh, and the Howard Brodies, and the Paul Jones. I cannot wait. So, guys, it's now time to reach out to our next guest, Ms. Kira Hogan. So are you ready for this one? This one's going to be a fiery one. I cannot wait to speak to this young lady. Let's go ahead and reach out to Miss Hogan here. And no relation to Hulk Hogan, by the way. <laughs> Brother. Just, just, can you imagine, though? Like, I, I know that, you know, Hogan has his kids. Don't get me wrong. But can you imagine someone that says, that, hey, I'm in the business because my my uncle, my father, whatever? Oh, you mean like Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That was a good example. Yeah. Uh, hello, Miss Kira Hogan? Yes. Uh, hello, Mrs. Hogan. I know we're calling a little early, but welcome to Reality Check Radio. This is George and Rick. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I uh, can't complain. Just here trying to t- tell our fans that you're no relation to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Just saying that right <laughs> now you. off the bat. <laughs> no, but but basically, no. It, how's everything today, Ms. Mrs. Hogan? 
Well, it's pretty good. Uh, I just got back in from Chicago yesterday, so it's pretty much a chill day for me today, just rest day. God, I wish we had one of those. Rick, you see this guy here that I work with, Rick. He doesn't give me any of those. No, there's no. Well, everybody, everybody no. deserves like one day. <laughs> you heard that, Rick? No, 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 there's no. no. Back to work. Well, look at what. Look at what happened to poor Darren Young. That guy's Mister No Days Off, and he just broke his elbow. Well, right. kind of severely injured. His elbow, but but anywho, so so Mrs. Hogan, basically, I thank you very much for taking your time, especially on like you said on your chill day, to come on our show to speak your about your career and and of course being our inaugural uh, guest for Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night. So, with that being said, I have to ask you, Miss Hogan, you are one of the youngest, fastest rising stars in this business. Literally, when People talk women's wrestling. I literally cannot stop hearing Kira Hogan. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, what was the last thing you you heard? Because I didn't know if I cut you off there. Uh, you said I was one of the fastest rising stars. <laughs> Okay, so basically what the la- basically what I was saying is that you were, like I said, one of the fastest rising stars in, in the women's professional wrestling. And literally with that term, women's professional wrestling, I cannot stop hearing the name Kira Hogan. <laughs> so your name is really going out there. So first and foremost, I have to ask, like, how does it feel to be so young and one of the fastest rising stars right now in wrestling? Uh well, first I didn't know that. Um, I just I, I just take any bookings at, at as many as I can. I didn't know that like uh, people hear about me in uh, states that I've never been to. Um, it's it's kind of me just because I'm I haven't even gotten to the second year of wrestling. Like I'll be going to the second year in April, so I haven't been wrestling that long, and to see like the that I've made and to hear that for the past season stars is kind of surreal for me, especially because I've, I've been a fan of my whole life. So to be able to like pretty much live my dream and to wrestle and to love it still is pretty exciting, and I'm happy to hear. Well, I'm not going to name drop anyone, but there's like I said, here in Florida, I've said, hey, oh, Kira Hogan. Uh, I've said it, and people are like, oh, yeah, she's so good, or that she's so cool. Oh, she's this, she's that. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this young lady literally has established herself as one of the fastest rising stars ever. And, and not to throw your name out there, I'm not, I mean, age, sorry. Not to throw your age out there, uh, and for those who did see me on social media, I did by mistake. I know I don't do that with ladies. But basically, <laughs> you're, very, <laughs> you're a very young lady. You know, you're, yeah. you're, at the peak, you're at the peak of your teenage years, and... Literally, you you got all this being set up for you, and it's it's almost kind of like a dream come true for for you, I would say, right? Yes, it is. Uh, well, I'm 22, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's still crazy because I started um, in the business when I was 19. 
Uh, I started as an announcer and a backstage interviewer and a manager. And then when I started wrestling, I was I started training when I was 20. So to be where I am now at 22, and it, it, like I said, it's, it's just surreal for me. Everything that I've done so far has been surreal for me. And uh, like I said, it's, it's, I'm, I'm living my dream, and I'm very grateful to and blessed to be living my dream and to be able to live my dream. Well, it, not everyone can say uh, that, you know, you're an inaugural guest for a women's appreciation show. So it basically, yeah. when when I when I heard you, like all these things being thrown around about Kira Hogan, Kira Hogan, I'm like, okay, I must have her on then. <laughs> so let me see what all the hype is about. Let's talk to her about her career. So here we are. <laughs> so basically, <Right>. you're. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just a little timeline of what, how we got here. So, with like how you were saying, you started as a manager. I'm sorry, a backstage interviewer. You became a manager. Then you became a you know a professional wrestler. Like, okay, we understand that you wanted to enter the business. You know, you wanted to enter the business at any form or of of way. But did you always wanted to be a wrestler from day one? Yes, day one, that is the, that is like, yeah, it's been You're only, breaking up there a little bit, Miss Hogan. Uh, it's been only, uh, I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler, um, but when, uh, the time came for me to be a wrestler, I could not afford it, so my trip, mm. uh, Curtis Hughes, Big Cat, Mr. Hughes, um, he asked me, I used to go to WWF4 and watch the shows, and there were no girls at the time. Um, and he asked if I wanted to announce an interview, because I was kind of, he could tell the wrestler, but he was like, why don't you get in the ring one? And I was like, oh. So I did, it was just a Your signal's still breaking up very badly, Mrs. Uh, Hogan. I just want to let you know. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's, it's it's breaking in and out. Oh. Okay, how about now? Yeah, now it's a lot better. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, just to, to start where I have, I've always wanted to be a wrestler, so to be able to actually kind of hold every, almost every job, see things from different perspectives and then to actually do it. Yeah. And was it intimidating working with such a guy like Curtis Hughes? Because this was a guy that literally <laughs> scared a lot of fans when he would walk down the aisle. So I'm just asking, was it also intimidating for you? Being Obviously, you were a fan first before you were a wrestler. Was it intimidating for you to walk through the door and be like, oh, my God, the guy I grew up being scared of is now my trainer? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course, he has a very intimidating personality, but uh, he is, like, very dedicated. He's uh very hands-on trainer uh, to work with. Um, he can be very intimidating at times. He can be very hard sometimes. But, um, I mean, and once you break that shell, you really get to know somebody. And um, I love him. That's good. That's nice. I think we just killed his kayfabe, but 
Oh, he's a big he'll, he'll make you. He's big. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going, man, I really hope Mr. Hughes is not listening to the show because if he, if not, he's going to call <laughs> in and he'll probably yell at you and say, drills and me, stop. <laughs> no, I'm just, right. I'm just kidding. But. <laughs> no, but, you know, on top of that, Mrs. Hogan, let me throw this out there, because, again, I've been following your career ever since I got back into journalism, and, and then, of course, everyone talking to me about this. Like, let me just ask you also this, uh, not to assume, but, you know, aside from your wrestling career, you also looked like you wanted to take up modeling. Was that also one of your options? Because, my God, it looks like modeling was also somewhere in, on, in that route to become a professional wrestler. <laughs> I mean, as well, when I grew up, divas were all about being like really photogenic, really sexy, really comfortable in front of the camera. And growing up, I loved taking pictures, I loved getting dolled up. It was always something that I loved to do. I loved doing makeup, I loved being glamorous. That's why I wear my hair big and curly, and I wear all this glitter and all this makeup. I love the glamorous side of wrestling just as much as I love the athletic side of wrestling. But modeling is also something I would love uh, on the side and uh, and acting too. But I love taking pictures when I do promos or anything. I I love to take my time to actually be engaged with the photographer. Um, Blake Thomas, you know, CCW, working with him, and um, he really was a. And you're breaking up again, Miss Hogan. Oh no. <laughs> God, God, Lee, what was that? <laughs> I know. I'm, I've never heard such a transformation of a voice like that. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you're, you're, um, you're breaking. Miss uh, Hogan. Yeah, yeah, it's still breaking up. Ms. Hogan, here's my offer to you. Uh, do you want to call us back from another secure line or something, or you want me to call? Because I don't want a, you telling here live on radio, hey, call me at, you know, do you want me to call back in, in from another secure line, maybe that has better signal or something? I mean, this is my only line. This is my uh, cell phone. You just want to call me back and see if I Okay, well, we'll try that. Well, let me go ahead and, and uh, click on this, and I'll call you right back because, yeah, the signal is very bad. Okay. All right. All right, guys, I do apologize for that. The Right now, the kind of like the um, the uh, the feed is not coming off very well on her end. Uh, let's go ahead and try out uh, calling her again. Hopefully, it's just a little bump on the road. Hello, Miss Hogan? Hello, Miss Hogan? Okay, we have an answer, but no voice. <laughs> Hello, Miss Hogan? Okay. So no answer. Uh, we got an answer, which uh, there was a, a pickup, but no answer. So let's see what's going on here. Uh boy, oh boy, don't the the radio business. Sometimes uh, sometimes it works, sometimes you don't. But hey, it's the point that you try, right? That's a question for you, Rick. 
Sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes you're the windshield. Yep, ain't, ain't that the truth? Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, it was a little, it was a little tough to, uh, to her, and that's not fair to, to anybody because she's uh, got a lot to say. No, no, yeah, obviously, yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Like, I don't want to. Uh, basically be that person to say, hey, you know, let's continue an interview and make you sound bad. I, I want her to uh, to sound good the best that she can. So it, it, that's why I have to cut off what I have to cut off. You know, as right. a radio host, it, it's just it's just the thing that we have to do. It's not that we want to. It's the, fa- it's the fact that we have to. Because the the fact is is that the more the signal is, the the worse the signal is, the worse you're coming off, you know? So I don't want that to happen to such a young lady. So it is what it is. But I, I am trying to reach out to Mrs. Hogan through a different line and see if we could get her back in here. One second. <sighs> God. Let's try something here. Okay, so I just sent out a message to Mrs. Hogan uh, to see if she could call back from a a different little line or something. Because, again, in that last attempt, okay, and she's back. So let's go ahead and open up her line. Mrs. Hogan, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. Now you sound clear. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's not jinx it. Guys, don't talk of any static. Anyway. Go ahead and and what as you were saying as we you, we were talking about your your situation with of course Curtis Hughes and and modeling and all that stuff. Um yeah I love modeling I love uh, I've always been pretty photogenic and um I love taking pictures I love being in front of a camera I love that glamorous side of wrestling just as much as I love the athletic side so um I mean I I want to start modeling if I could I would love to do more photo shoots but I just haven't found the right uh, I guess person or people to help me get started with that. But you want to be able to, you know, get started with that because I really do love it. So yeah, and I was gonna say, Ms. Hogan, because uh, one of the things that I have seen from clips of your matches and stuff is that yes, you're all, and this is something that people should not should be very aware of you. You know, yes, you might be just a pretty face, but you get down and dirty when it comes to time of action. So you have taken these nasty bumps. You have taken very, very high-risk things, you know, in, in your career. So when you're balancing both, like both saying, hey, I want to model, but at the same time I'm kicking, you know, I'm doing this to my body, how does that make you feel, like, in in a way? Is it all worth it for you? Oh, uh, yes. Like I said, I've always – well, I played soccer for 10 years uh, through middle school and high school. So I'm very athletic. Mm-hmm. I love being athletic. I love being fit. I love looking and feeling great as much as possible. But I also, like I said, love the glamour side. I love makeup. I love hair. I love glitter. I love glam. I love to sparkle and shine. And I think it's a good balance in wrestling, um, especially when I grew up watching the divas when they were still called divas. Um, and they were really glamorous, and they took their time to get ready and to look pretty. And um, I just love the glamorous side as well as the athletic side. And I think I have a good balance of being super athletic, super uh, self being a pretty, really good. 
But uh, I like I said, I think I'm I'm a pretty good balance of both, and I really. Okay, and basically in that case, uh, I have to say, you, you, I, I tip my hat off to you. But one thing I'm gonna tell you one right now, Miss Hogan, is that if you ever do come to Miami, Florida, okay, I will mm-hmm. not <laughs> let you put glitter on me. <laughs> I'm just maybe Christina I would not. <laughs> no, I'm just try, trying to pull your leg here, but you know, it, it, maybe my co-host Christina, the she calls herself the the lollipop queen because she did two and two of lollipops with Joey Ryan. But you know, it, the, maybe she'll accept all this makeup and all that stuff. But I, or maybe Rick, Rick, will you put on some glitter and, and makeup? Absolutely not. I mean, you can't put lip on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Ms. Hogan, I, I'm for now done with my questions. I don't want to take more away from Rick. So if I have anything else to say, I'll say it after him. But basically, uh, I'm going to pass the mic to him for he could ask his questions, and then I could finish it off. So, Rick, take it away. Well, first of all, thank you for taking the time to join us tonight. We appreciate that. So I oh, guess no my problem. first question for you is, uh, being that you trained with Curtis Hughes, was there ever a moment where you thought to yourself, damn, this is harder than I thought, and maybe maybe that wasn't the path you wanted to take? Oh, never. Never, ever have I thought that. In other words, the training wasn't more than you expected. There wasn't anything you thought, wow, I, I wasn't expecting this to happen? Oh, I'm just going to... Uh Train. Oh, we got a bad sell again, George. Yeah, uh, Ms. Hogan, the the signal's going away again. Oh, I'll take it. Okay. Okay, right. is that better? Yeah, yeah, that's better. better. Okay, testing, testing. Ms. Hogan, you there? Yeah, I just think she's having some okay, issues with obviously with her cell where she's at. Yeah, the well, mind you, it, we did get hit by some num- uh, numerous storms overnight. So hopefully yeah, she wasn't in the path. Yeah, nope, well, I'm hopefully she, she. Yeah, hopefully she wasn't in the path. But I'm just saying, like that could have affected a lot of towers when it comes to to signal wise. You know, yeah, we had when it comes we to had two tornadoes down this way. In fact. Yeah, two tornadoes uh, here. Uh, Miss, uh, yes, oh, hi, Ms. Hogan? Yes. Good, All right. Back. So take, take it away, Rick. So, yeah, so you were just uh, just kind of finishing your thought on, on like, there, there was anything within your training that you thought, wow, I wasn't really expecting that. Um. Well, the bump isn't terrible. It's a big bump. Well, Devastated, you know, stuff like that. But no, we're losing her again, George. Okay. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, Miss Hogan. I know it's not your fault. Trust. Trust me, it's not. It's not you. I, it's. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm 99.9 percent sure is the issues with the towers from our servers. Not not yeah. the radio servers. I mean, like our our cell phone providers. Due to all the massive storms we were having in the last what 24 hours. Yep. So. Yeah. 
So trust me, I know it's not you. <laughs> so because I know you've been walking all over the place looking for that, that signal, and so have we, and we're at full bar, and so are you. So, But obviously we can't do nothing about the towers. <laughs> yeah. We don't work over there. <laughs> so yeah, it's better now. So, we'll see if we can push through it. So I guess I'll just jump to the next question. Um, what is your thought on the state of women's wrestling right now, especially as it uh, pertains to WWE? I think that uh, I'm, I'm very glad that they've started using more women. Um, just Kimberly, Heidi Lovelace, a.k.a. Cena. Um, uh, it, it. Uh, we're probably going to have to uh, go in a different direction with, with this Hogan. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Ms. Hogan, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, because the, the signal keeps on dropping when it comes to you uh, on your end. Again, not your fault, just the towers. Yeah. So, yeah, I did do a research. The towers are having issues right now. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, and that goes for all of them, T-Mobile, AT&T, et cetera, et cetera. So trust me, it's not, okay. it's not you. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, this is just being caught on a – I literally, while all this is happening, I'm looking on my research on my computer here, and, yes, there are issues happening with the towers. Okay. So, yeah, Rick, try to see if we could do this. If not, okay. if, if not, Ms. Hogan, because of the tower issue, we could reschedule, but uh, we want to try to uh, push this through. Okay. All right, so then my next right, question is, uh, you obviously I'm sure this is going to be an easy one for you. Do you remember your first match, and who was it against, and how did that go for you? Um, I do. Uh, my first match actually was against my boyfriend, Owen Knight, uh, at WWA4. Well, that was my first uh, match at the school that I trained at, and uh, I was nervous. Very nervous, but very excited to have my first match, and... Um, and then I also had my first independent circuit match against Dementia DeRose at um, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment um, in April 2015. So, uh, but I remember both of them very well, and I was nervous, but very excited because, like I said, it's something I've always wanted to do. So, like I said, I was nervous, but I was excited, and I got through it. So, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so now for somebody who's never seen you before, how would you describe your... Your style in the ring, are you a, a high flyer? Are you more a mat worker, or is it a combination of all everything? How would you describe it? Uh, I haven't really, uh, like, declared a style of wrestling. I kind of just feel that feel is comfortable to me. I don't do a lot of high flying, but I do get... I do jump around a lot. I do a little bit of mat wrestling. I do I do just about a little like anything that's comfortable with me. I just don't declare a certain style because I do just about I kind of just um go wherever I feel comfortable. Okay. This is kind of my go to question for all the guests that we've had so far. You're you're allowed one dream match against anybody. After present. Who would that be and why? 
my idol, Mickey James. It has to be because, of course, she's my idol. She's still working. Unfortunately, I probably won't be able to wrestle her until either I get signed to WWE or something happens and she comes back to the Indies. But um, it's always been my dream to wrestle. I've been following her since pretty much her start in the WWE, and she's pretty much uh, I've met her on so many occasions that she's seen me grow up. And I've been able to tell her, like, hey, I'm going to be training soon. Hey, I got my first match. Hey, now I want to wrestle you. And she wants to eventually or hopefully have a match with me. And that's one match that I really, really, really want to have. Um, another one I wanted to have that I got to do was with Eva Lee. She's somebody that I'm going to be up to uh, for a while. And I got to have my match with her. Uh, it was my last match of last year uh, at AWE Show of the Year. So... Um, there's a lot of people that I would love to have matches with, and I could go on and on about how many people I would love to wrestle, but uh, those are the main two. All right, and then my final question would be kind of get back on the Mickey James answer. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, hopefully, fine. Well, for me, I. Which is yep. to be signed or just to become uh, popular enough to people do know me and do know my story and you know understand where I'm coming from. In my ultimate dream and uh, this has been the only thing that I've ever had. Like I've never wanted to do anything else. I've always wanted to be a wrestler. I had to fight with my family about going to college because I didn't go. I wanted to be a wrestler. And my story to get to know. Was so wrestling here, a part of your? Was wrestling ever a part of your childhood growing up? I'm, I'm curious, since you said you had a, a lot of struggles with your family to let you do that. Was that anything that you watched growing up? Yes, I loved watching wrestling with my dad and my little brother. Watch Friday, Friday um, every Friday night. I used to write. I was a, a middle school and high school, um, so it's, it's literally the only thing I've ever wanted to do. I just think it's so impactful things that are pretty much impossible but are able to do it, show that they can do it just as well as the guys do it. So it's it's the only thing I've ever wanted to do. And I guess my final my final question would be what, what advice would you give to any young girls out there who are thinking about getting into the business? What would be your your thoughts, your advice? Follow your dreams. Don't let anybody say you know don't don't ever let somebody put you down and tell you that you can't do it because as far as I'm concerned, my was like, you can't do it, you're not going to do it, you'll never do it, and now she's supporting me, she's here, she's t-shirts and pictures and everything, anybody tell you no or that you can't do something, because if you're determined enough to do it, you'll eventually be able to do it. Well, I certainly hope we get the chance to see you someday down here uh, in South Florida Wrestling, and uh, I thank you for your time, and I'm going to hand you on back to George. Well, like I said before you even got on here, uh, Ms. Hogan, uh, I will pay front row ticket just to see you versus Angel Rose, uh, whether it be here in Florida or up north. I love her so much, and we've been talking for like a few months now, and we're like, we have to get in the ring with each other. We have to, and we're trying to get that set up. (laughs) Oh, George, here we go. Rick. George. (laughs) Rick. Rick. You You know what I'm thinking. You know what you I'm thinking? What I'm thinking? <laughs> you see well, what yeah, I'm I thinking? <laughs> yep. 
Hey, Miss Hogan, all I got to say, it, listen, I, I have a bet for you, and now this is just fun, okay? I have a bet for you. Okay. If we, do, if we get you down here, you have to mm-hmm. fill <laughs> – Rick is going to kill me. <laughs> you have to fill no, Rick with glitter. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No glitter. I'm an old white guy. No glitter. <laughs> I look like Rip Thorn. I think. Okay, fine. You have to fill Christina with glitter. Okay. Not me. Not me. Oh, you didn't care. Okay, that's fine. Not me. I go to jail for that. Please. I will. Pay, I will pay so much just to see that happen. Because right now, Christina's looking at me like with this eye, like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> but oh God. <laughs> Christina, I swear to you, this is out of fun. I promise, this is out of fun. It's not every day that you you get to freaking uh, win these two lollipops from Joey Ryan. Let's just have some fun. Sheesh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to. I, I just have to throw throw this. No, but seriously, uh, we will try. Uh, Reality Check Radio, again, we're working on getting respect back for the business, like I was telling you when we first talked, Ms. Hogan. But also, you know, we want to help our our local competitors like yourselves, like the, the Justin Overstreets, like the Angel Roses, get out there. Like, I think I just helped Angel Rose uh, uh, work a match in New Jersey. So basically, I'm trying my best to see what I could do for our people, like, Right. Because we take, we don't just take you as performers. We take you as people too, and yeah. and basic that that's our motive. And and it's a it's a grand honor that you you came on the show here tonight, uh, Miss Hogan. I really do appreciate it. Oh well, thank you for having me. I really do love uh, talking about my career and my life, and like I said, getting my story out there and people, um, you know, knowing my story. No, and by the way, just to give you a heads up, the the signal completely fixed itself. You know, like I told you, the towers were having issues. So, by all means, I don't mind rescheduling something with you because I know we had a lot of issues. Yeah, because of a lot of issues due to the towers, not because of us nor you, but because of the towers. So I really don't mind having you back on. Now, I will also say this again. It was an honor, and we're going to try to get – Kira Hogan versus uh, Angel Rose happen. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> I'll take it one step further. I'm going to guarantee before the end of 2017 okay. that happens. How about that? Okay, I want that to happen. That's a guarantee. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, no Kira, pressure, before right? you go, let, let's go ahead and do some plugs here. How can fans follow you on social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook fan pages, uh, the whole nine yards. How can bookers get a hold of you for any kind of booking inquiries? And where can they catch you next live? Uh, well, next I'm, I will be going back to Chicago for Resistance Pro. Uh, I'm facing Rachel Ellering, which is crazy because she was at my tryout um, when I had one, and now she's wrestling. Um, so I will be going against her for the Resistance Pro Women's Championship belt um, this weekend, the 28th. Um, you can, uh, if any booking inquiries, uh, Kier Hogan Business at yahoo.com is my email. That's business only. Um, I also have a Facebook fan page, Kier Hogan 
Uh, I have a Twitter, Hogan Knows Best 3. And I also have an Instagram at Hogan Knows Best 18. I also have a Snapchat if you want to follow me on my daily life. Um, Hogan K3, I believe, is the name of it. But, um, yeah, I'll be in Chicago again next weekend. And uh, I will also be at WSU on February 11th. Um, for the Spirit Championship, I'm in a triple threat match with Beta Scott and Sue Young. Um, and I will... Oh, I think that's about it for right now as far as anything soon, soon. But, you know, the year's just getting started, so I'm pretty sure you'll see me at more places. <laughs> I just love the fact that your handles are Hogan Knows Best. <laughs> one of my favorite... Sh- <laughs> just one of one of my favorite reality shows from the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god, I just I'm marking out for that. Yeah, I'm me sorry. Too. <laughs> really? Yes, really? It's such a shame that they didn't renew those seasons though, but I understood why. I understood yeah. why because of the whole accident with Nick and and all that stuff was going down and plus the divorce. They didn't yeah, it, it really turned awkward, but but man, like if if none of that did happen, I I swear to God, I will. I think that show will still be going on to this day. I loved that show. I really, I really did. Yeah, because we saw another side of Hulk Hogan that we never saw before. Like this is a guy we saw growing up. Like doing, I am a real, and then tearing his shirt and all that stuff. But then all of a sudden, we got this side of him that was funny. That was very right. realistic, like dad-like, and it, it, it was like, is this the guy? I wait, huh? <laughs> I'm just right. used to seeing you tear off your shirt. <laughs> so right. uh, that. Go ahead. I said that's where I got it from, and I I loved that show. Like I really just watched the show, and then when they did the spinoff with like, oh my gosh, loved it. <laughs> what? Well, well, mind you, now we have a topic for the next time we have you on. We, we'll talk about right? Hogan Knows See? Best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, much, so much yes in one sentence. So, and then, of course, well, I'll treat you to some coffee. That I will promise you. If, of course, if you come down with Owen, then I'll treat you both to coffee. But if it's just you, I'll treat you to coffee down here in Miami. Miss Hogan? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say the the coffee was so strong that yeah, I got a silent treatment. Oh, but no. all right, so <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so very much, Miss Hogan. I do appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. We'll have you again in the future, okay? Because of this dumb towers that wanted to get in our way. Right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, so guys, that was Miss Kira Hogan. I do apologize for the technical difficulties there. Uh, again, it wasn't even in our control nor hers. <laughs> this was completely out of our control. It was out of our hands. It was out of our control. I did Google it. We were having issues with towers, with the T-Mobile towers, the AT&T towers, and I believe they were talking about the Cricket towers. So, you know, and T-Mobile now works with Metro, so you, can, I can't. You can't really blame either side on this story, okay? <laughs> but, Rick, what a great inaugural women's appreciation night we had here tonight. Uh, we really learned some new stuff about these young ladies today. 
We did, and like I said, I just at, at the risk of being redundant, I didn't know anything of Chelsea Diamond until I saw her here a couple of weeks ago in Fort Lauderdale. And I'll say it again: uh, outside of Angel, who selfishly is our favorite, I thought the belt was it going to be on Angel, on her. I think against the girls who ultimately won. But the, she, yes, Chelsea is, as they say, a total package. Yep. And then, of course, Miss Hogan, you know, which now we see is not only our dream match, but it's hers to see Angel Rose versus Kira Hogan, whether it be here in Miami, Florida, or anywhere in the nation. So basically, guys, we need to see Hogan versus Rose somewhere in the independence. Make sure, let's start the hashtag Hogan versus Rose uh, all over social media to see if that could happen somewhere. How about Hogan versus Rose versus Young? Hmm. 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 Why not? Let's you dream. If we're gonna dream, let's dream big. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna dream, dream big. But that and that's what actually these ladies have done. They've dreamed big, because again, they went through the the struggles, the 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 jokes and everything, and then all, and they kept dreaming, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna be considered an equal to these men." And finally, they reached that point of their life, and now they're finally being taken as equals, and I'm very, very proud of all of them as competitors in this business. So, Rick, I think it's now time for us to go enjoy some Monday Night Raw. I think we're about done here. Yep. We ended it at a good budget. So, guys, make sure you tune in next week for Reality Check Radio's tribute to the life of Dusty Rhodes. And, uh, man, I... Should uh, should I have my own like uh, tissues for next week? What, what do you think? Yeah, why not? Huh. Guy with king oh, look queen, at this. Talking beans, right? <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> of course Raymond wants me to announce this. But look at this. Nick needs his own show. <laughs> can, can you imagine if we gave Lil C and Punk his own show on here? There's not a room big enough to, to contain that ego right now, so no. <laughs> Give him time. And, uh, Give him time. I, oh, by the way, okay, and by the way, who, Christina. Uh, just real quick before we before we call it a night, real quick. For those of you who mm-hmm. don't know, the uh, the, civil, the the civilian version of Little CM Punk had his one of his first actual uh, real high school wrestling matches. Finished uh, two and two in the four matches, uh, so it's uh, you know it's a work in progress. He's coming along. Some big things for him this summer. He's going to be working with American Top Team, learning wrestling and grappling. That's huge for him. And uh, we're off and running. It's a long. He's very green, but he's uh, he's learning. He's in a trial by fire, so to speak, and uh, we'll see what the future holds. Well, I'm just going to say this now. This this is really proving to me that someone's listening from over there because uh, Raymond is now giving me the update that Big Show has been announced for the Royal Rumble. And what, do we, what were we talking about a little earlier? We were talking about him in the Royal Rumble, were we not? I swear to God someone's listening. <laughs> so, and it's scary, too. It, that, that proves... That proves you never know who's listening. I don't care if it's a small show or a big show. You never know who's listening. That is correct, sir. 
Okay, so just because of, and I'm going to go on a shoot here, just because we're on a podcast, or because we're a fan, or because of this, or because of that, don't joke on us, because again, you never know who is listening. You don't know, that is for sure. So, just take that as a grain of salt, because I love what I'm doing, I love the team I'm working with, and we have a big future ahead of us. So guys... For everyone here on Reality Check Radio, I have only a couple of last things to say is make sure you take care of yourselves. Make sure you're being safe, especially during these crazy times of weather. But, of course, there's always one important thing to say here on Reality Check Radio, and that is stay real. Good night, folks. Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of reality check.